Hello, good people, and welcome to the Monster Baby Podcast. This is a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation, guided by myself, Lisa Rowland. And me, Ted Demaison. We're your uh, hosts. We're your hosts, and today we are, we are, we just figured out we are on episode 90. We are on our 90th episode of Monster Baby, which is cool. And uh, today we're talking about discomfort. Mm-hmm. Maybe getting comfortable with discomfort. I don't know. Just just discomfort in there somewhere. But uh, yeah, with a little little exploration. And and what I one of the things I liked about this episode is yeah, we're we're actually talking about mindfulness and improv. We're, it's we're, it's it's just chewy. There's some good 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 meat yeah. to chew on. Unless you're yeah. vegetarian, in which case there's some some baked tofu to gnaw on. Really nice textured vegetable protein to 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 ingest. It's yeah, yeah it's it's good. It's it's quite fruitful because we both have plenty of experience being uncomfortable in various contexts. So. True. True. So uh, uh and head wait, heads up, I want to make sure you know because Ted forgets to mention it in the podcast episode, but he's doing a um an intro to Buddhism class basically, sort of like a personal playful introduction to boot, to principles of Buddhism. And he'll mm-hmm. go into it in the outro and the in the schedule of it. I want to say March 2nd you said it starts. Yeah, it starts Tuesday night March 2nd and it's oh. called Wait, you mean I don't have to suffer? That's Heads up on that because if you're if you're interested in ways ways to change your relationship to discomfort, that would be a great way to do it. Yeah, it'd be great to have you. And and again, playfulmindfulness.info if you're interested there. So, okay. Uh, with that, let's get off and running. Here we go. Boom. Into episode 90. Enjoy. Here we are. Uh, this is uh, maybe going to be our last episode for the arrival of the new bairn yeah did you just call her the elephant in the room (laughs) well i was gonna say i was thinking of a pun before the podcast Uh uh-huh and like that if we got going on a topic that we might want to say well you know we can talk about whatever we're going to talk about but there is an elephant in the room which is that you're about to have your baby and then i thought oh maybe an elephant in the womb but then i thought i don't want to call the baby an elephant so yeah. yeah, I had to, I had to back like, off from that. Also, referring to to anyone in the presence of a woman who has just gained thirty pounds as an elephant is like just steer clear in general. You know what I mean? Of, of referring to any of these players as elephants, right? This, yeah, you, you never know. You know, you, you never know. Elephants, hippos. Let's just stay away. From We're not great. Thank you. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going, Ted. Who else? What other creatures? This is <laughs> this is great. Armadillo, armadillos? Is that offensive in any way? <laughs> oh, well, now you're commenting on my scales? Is that what you're saying? Now you're commenting on my scaly plates. I see. And and who's sensitive? Who's feeling sensitive? <laughs> um, no, actually, I I uh uh just for the record, it feels okay. important to say that I actually don't I don't feel sensitive about about my size that's great um because i think it's amazing what's happening and i and and yeah like watching what my body is doing is like really totally amazing well and it's um, and i just think a lot like a lot of there is a lot of messaging around like yes Yes. you know or internalizing of how big women are even when they're pregnant that it's like not okay or whatever and it's just like oh god i just think yeah it's a pretty natural thing to have to have grown in size when you're hosting another uh, yeah yeah like cre- significant baby that's, yeah that's that makes good sense to me yeah a baby and all the apparatus that goes with right like everything that's needed to support it a placenta all the extra blood do you know that i'm carrying 50 percent more blood right now on board than i, I, I than did, i am normally didn't know that didn't know 50. that I'm gonna, let's give, give me three three amazing facts about what's going on right now all right um so that so that's one is like sure, pregnant sure. women m- manufacture fifty percent more and have more fifty percent more blood in their systems than. Okay. Lisa Roland, blood factory. Blood factory. Uh, number two, um, there is a hormone called relaxin, which starts to uh, loosen up all of the ligaments in sure. sort of like my pelvic bones. 
okay. uh, to prepare to to widen the hallway through which this baby is going to be uh, arriving. Sure. And I a love that it's called relaxin, which I think is so funny. Um, uh, yeah, and that there's this little part right in the front of the pelvis that women have that men don't have that is like a little cartilage piece so that room can be made, but men's pelvises are fused in the front. They don't oh, wow. Okay. So that's so one thing I learned. That, that's why it's so hard for men to be relaxing. Okay. That's, that's right. Next time you're almost wondering why as, your guy. Almost is... as hard as it is for them to give birth. <laughs> Not yeah. quite, but almost. Almost. Yeah. Um, and well, what else? I mean, I'm sure there's something miraculous to share, but I can't think of one. <laughs> something about heartbeats or like. The baby currently has wings, but no longer will in three weeks or so. Yeah, well, <laughs> wings I like or gills. All, I like all those wings ideas. Or gills or <laughs> I like all those ideas. You could tell my level of knowledge about the development of babies. Um, it's practicing breathing. So like oh. when we, I saw the, the last ultrasound I had, I could see its little lungs expand. I mean, it's not its lungs. It's, it's rib cage expand as mm -hmm. it was sort of practicing breathing, which is pretty cool to see. And it's it's breathing oxygen from you. Well, no, it's just taking an amniotic fluid. Like it's just like oh, sort of going the through okay. the it's going through the motion. So yes, like it is receiving oxygenated right. blood from me, the oxygen that it needs to live. Yeah. It's getting from my blood, but like its lungs aren't filling with oxygen. Its lungs are yeah. just filling with fluid. You know, fish like a fish, but not even go, like a yeah yeah, just going through the motions so that its body Crazy. knows what to do when it's born. Go little tiger, go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. So at this point, we are four weeks away. Countdown yeah, continues. Just, le just less. I mean, I'll be 37 weeks on Monday. Yeah. Okay. What day is today? Thursday? No, it's Friday. Friday the 19th. Jeez. Yeah. So the 22nd, I'll be 37 weeks. Okay. All right. Fingers crossed. Toes crossed. I'm not going to keep the elbows crossed because that would be cutting off you know, energetic connection with other people, but theoretically for Thank luck, you. they could be crossed. Great. Great. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> going through that <laughs> specifically. Yeah. So, Hey, you had a, you had a topic for us, which I yeah. thought was an interesting one. Yeah. Which is discomfort. 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 I'm not really comfortable with this topic. Exactly. That's right where you need to be, Ted. That's right where exactly you need to be. Right. Um, yeah, just an interesting. It's just an interesting piece. I think it's. It probably shows up in both improv and mindfulness. Certainly shows up in life. I feel like we can probably apply some interesting stuff from both improv and mindfulness to it. Um, I'm thinking about it on a number of levels right now. One of them is having gone through this past year of of leadership in, in really crazy times. And at times mm -hmm. felt incredibly uncomfortable and unsure and uncertain and not knowing and, and in anguish of one sort or another, right? Like just mm -hmm. really, really outside of my comfort zone, out of my depth, out of my knowledge, my, my the place where I feel like I know things. <laughs> and the second and the second, and, and, and then also, what I'm about to do uh, in terms of having this baby, um, ideally at home. So without, without, you know, there won't be pain medication if that ends up being the way that things go. Um, and knowing that a lot of discomfort is coming. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when you say that, are you thinking of the physical discomfort of it or the emotional upheaval or the that I'm thinking of the physical discomfort, but, the, but mm -hmm. both of them, the thing that I think I'm, I'm interested in is, is the right, right. Is our relationship to discomfort and the moments where discomfort is not a sign that things are wrong. Mm. And oftentimes we are so addicted to comfort yep. and joy and happiness that it's like, Oh God, th things are uncomfortable. Quick fix it like change right. something so that they get comfortable again. And the, that process of getting, getting settling into discomfort and recognizing that sometimes that that's what I find sort of interesting about it is that sometimes things are just uncomfortable because they just are, and it's yes. not to be fixed or changed or gotten out of. 
So yeah. emo- the, the so the the job piece that has been an emotional and like pandemic. You know, I mean, just like this right, this whole right. year that's been very uncomfortable. And I'm not saying that that the general pandemic discomfort has not meant that something is wrong because something is wrong, right? With the world, but just like finding equilibrium inside that or recognizing like, yeah, you're not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. This discomfort is not a sign that you're doing anything wrong or the wrong way, or you're feeling wrong about it, or there's something wrong with you. It's just essentially uncomfortable. Yeah. There's a few things that you said there, or a few things that come to mind. One is the sort of the notion from Buddhism, the first noble truth, the beginning of the whole teaching of the Buddha was to acknowledge that life includes suffering. Yeah. And so it's interesting that that's a starting point and it often gets mistranslated as life is suffering. And then so people think Buddhism is tragically pessimistic, but it's not that, it's to recognize that's part of it. And and it's so an essential you, part of it. It's not just a part of it right. if, if you've made bad choices. It's like, no, it's no. just, it's going to happen. Right. You're going to get old. You're going to get sick. You're going to die. There's going to be challenges, you know, so. Sadness so and pain. Yeah. That's all there. And and, and I also thought of uh, um, on a real simple level, I just had my one of my classes do an exercise called sitting like a statue. And the idea is that you, do a seated meditation practice, you can focus on whatever you want to focus on. You know, maybe it's your breath, maybe it's your body sensations, but the idea is to sit perfectly still for 15 minutes. And inevitably, oh, my eyebrows itching or like, oh, my shoulders tight. Can you just sit there and be with it without having to adjust or scratch or you know, move your glasses or whatever it is that you're having to do. And it's surprisingly challenging. But those are just little tiny discomforts that if we observe them and hang out with them, they often go away. They change. don't have to do anything about them. Yeah. But usually, like you said, we have that instinctive, like, go, fix it. I don't want to be uncomfortable. Fix it. Correct it. Yeah. Um, So that's just on a tiny scale but then like can we translate that to if we practice that enough can we develop that muscle to then be able to do it with life you you were talking about the the job taking on this leadership role do you feel like you're in that you've been in that sweet spot of let's get some good discomfort to get you moving and get you growing and have some some development or has it felt like no we went too far too much, you know, because it's like without any discomfort, you don't. It's very grow. hard. It's very hard to tell the difference. Right. Right. I mean, I think that right. Like, I think time will tell the difference between discomfort that is problematic and discomfort that is productive. Mm. But it's very hard to know in the moment. For me. Hmm. Hmm. I usually get panicked in the moment. Like I, I, it, when I get time and, and uh, distance from it, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, that was really good. Really good to go through the forge. My steel is stronger now. And in the time I'm like, ah, I can't help me. I just, this is terrible. I can't possibly get through it, you know? Yeah. I, I really don't like discomfort. Yeah, me neither. It's, no, me I mean, neither. I, I mean, like, or oh, okay, hold on a second. Let me let me check myself on this. Part of me apparently does, because I sometimes seem to generate it or go towards it, right? Ah. So there must be some part of me that likes discomfort. Yeah. Because otherwise, I wouldn't keep creating it. Maybe. That seems that seems like at least a, a caveat. That seems right. Yeah. 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 And then that makes me, that does make me think of improv of like getting on stage and having that thrill of, I don't know what's coming. Will I, will I ever know? Or is it going to be any good? And there's all of the, all the feels of being on stage. Granted, if we're with people who are 
really strong. It's like, man, we're going to be fine. And the nice thing on stage is like, you're always going to be fine. I mean, what, like really what's the, yeah. What are the stakes there? Ah, even if the whole show is stinky, you're going to be okay after it. Right. Like there is something that's nice about that. But I think that is true. That's more true for an improviser in your position where you, A, you're at a particular level, but B, you're a part of an established company where you know you're going to get opportunities to perform. And so for yeah, folks true. who aren't at that level, it's like, if I don't perform well, the people watching might not invite me to play again or. Yeah. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes, yes. So it's got that discomfort, but in the ideal, it's just the discomfort of stepping into the uncertainty. Yeah. And then improv like provides this really great example of the ways that we respond to discomfort, right? It's like, mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable. This is scary. I don't know if it's going to go well. So what do I do? I bail. I try to show off. I write like, well, like what are, I, I stay off stage. Mm -hmm. I clam up. I get quiet. I get really loud. I write like what, like different people respond in different ways. And I think it probably maps on to, well, I, actually, let me think about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting to think about whether you're, whether our, as players, whether our, our, responses to that discomfort mirror the responses that we have in life to discomfort. Right. And would, would you say that, can you notice any parallels for yourself? Um, well, first let me ask this. What do you do if you're uncomfortable on stage? What's your, what tends to be your default? Well, it depends on the kind of discomfort, but I have like the, the I can remember this one time when I was like, this is going poorly. Nobody wants, it was like a grad night show. So we, okay. it was like a duo, a pair of improvisers and a musician were hired to do an improv show at grad night. If they're graduating seniors don't want to watch an improv show. Like they mm -hmm. have just graduated. They're partying all night long. They are far more interested in each other than they are in any, anybody else mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in paying attention. It was a miserable gig. Okay. The, they were the, the, it was just miserable. And I bailed. This when you were not, you were an undergrad or this was. Oh no, no, what? no, no. I was a grown up. Bats okay, was, okay. Bats was hired for. Got it. Got it. For high school graduates. Oh, high school graduates. Not graduates of okay. high school. Yeah. Yeah. You know how like there's a grad night for high school where it's right. like you. Yep. And, uh, and I remember, I remember bailing. I remember like mentally and emotionally bailing. Like I, I, I didn't keep trying. I didn't stay connected to my partner. I, I sort of, I completely gave up on commitment. I just, wow. and I felt so bad. I felt like I had violated something afterwards. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I am not proud of how I did that. I am okay. not proud of how I showed up there. Yeah, because the only thing you have when everything is going wrong is your partner. And I abandoned my partner qualitatively. Wow. Right. It's like I, I still came on stage. There were only two of us, but I was just like, nah. you know, like I, wow. I really sort of like left the building. And I'm sure it's worse in my head than it was in real life, I think, you know, right. like I, yeah. like I don't think that it was just as miserable as I felt like it was but no so okay so do you do you think that there's any parallel with that in your regular life oh god yeah yes really Ra well rather 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 there are so many times this year when i've just wanted to be taken away okay i've just wanted, wanted to, to i've wanted to be taken away i like my mm -hmm. the big the, <laughs> the image was i just want to open my door someday and find a hot air balloon waiting for me to climb into and it will just lift me out of all of everything uh -huh. because I don't uh -huh. know how to make these choices. I don't know how to navigate this territory. I don't know how to do this in the right way. I don't know. I, if I can't fix it, get me out of here. Right. So escape is your escape, like get uh -huh. me out of here. And I, mm -hmm. I still have those feelings sometimes, you know, interesting. Maybe, yeah. I'm trying to think of what my, what my default would be. Um, and I don't, I don't have enough recent experience on stage to notice what it would be on stage. But I'm also thinking about, well, like when, when do you tend to feel uncomfortable? When do you tend to feel discomfort? Like what are the scenarios in life that where you find, oh, yeah, this is gonna, 
when I have to, when I'm in conflict with people. Mm. Okay. That's the big one. Yeah. For me. Mm -hmm. I feel it. I feel it if I've got like, um, I'm thinking on a more like mm, urgent or tangible physical level. If I haven't had any movement, like if I have been sitting still for too long, I get really uncomfortable. Or if I've been moving for too long, I get really uncomfortable. I just want to sit down or lie down, yeah. right? So there's that level. And then there's like, if in terms of personal space, if somebody gets too close to me, I could feel really uncomfortable. I'm like, hey, hold back off a bit here. Yeah. And that could be emotional as well as, as physical space. And then the other one I've been playing around a lot with noticing in different ways how when I feel powerless if I feel like I can't make the change I want to make uh -huh. I get really uncomfortable yeah and kind of agitated and cranky and and angry yeah e even if it's like well of course you don't have power to change that maybe it's another another what another person is doing or circumstances of life but like it just it feels like a little little boy like stomping his foot yeah I want it to be different. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, but the, that that is uncomfortable. And then the last one is um, if people are like in big emotional display. If other people are really emotional. Yes, especially anger. Ah, uh, yeah. Especially anger. But if they're really afraid, I guess I'm I'm more okay with really sad. But it's like, I'm totally fine with the feelings as long as it comes in a contained package. Like it can be as deep as it needs to be. I'm totally fine with the depth as long as it's not raging display. Yeah. In terms of my comfort level. Where I know some people aren't comfortable with the depth. They could be like, sure, go ahead and rage all you want. Just as long as it's not just on the surface, that's fine. But if it gets deep, then I'm not comfortable. Yeah. But I'm okay with the depth, but not the fireworks. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm trying to think if, if my response is to hot air balloon, I think it's more like to seal off. Uh-huh. Like to, to close the elevator door or, doors, the elevator yeah. doors shut. Yeah. Like, okay, see you later. I'm out of yeah. here. Yeah. So it, it's, it's escape, but in a different way. It's not, yeah. not rising above it or leaving it. It's, closing off yeah i think another thing for me and th and this is the thing this is the thing this year is like sometimes you're uncomfortable and there's not a fix like when you were talking about your discomfort of like i've been moving too much or i'm not moving enough it's like well yeah you know give your body Which what you it do. needs right right but when there when it's like no there's no mm-hmm there's actually no fixing this right now. This is a longer, mm -hmm. you are, you are recognizing a problem that is deeper than anything in this moment can fix. If there's something that this moment that I can do in this moment to make something better, then I'll do it. I'm desperate to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. To relieve that, to the, to relieve that discomfort. But sometimes there's just not, it's like, yeah, right. this is, we've discovered a problem at, uh, we've discovered a, 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 a sort of deep issue. Mm -hmm. with uh with the with the way things are mm -hmm. and that's not going to be fixed right away but, uh, yeah. you know like i get i get i get um you know i mean i feel like politics like there must be there must be this politicians must feel this all the time or like yeah. elected officials where it's like oh my god where do we even start the issues are so deep mm -hmm. they're so deep you know, and then it's like, oh, capitalism is the issue. It's like, well, we can't fix capitalism right now. There's not a thing not we a can day, do right now yeah. to like shift that. So, so you just got to sort of like, well, chip away, you mm -hmm. know, or like, or, or, uh, I don't know. That's, that's, that's really hard where it's like, no, there's nothing for, there's nothing to be done about this. So it's, it's equal, it's equal parts hard and comforting when I, I think there's like a naming process that's helpful or a framing process that's helpful where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, you're uncomfortable because you want to fix this and it's not fixable. And then once I'm like, oh, I, th this is not a fixable problem right now. Okay, well then, 
in that case, then right. I can move on a little bit more calmly. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm less case, uncomfortable when I've named that it's like, no, there, there's nothing you can do about this. This is not a, you know. Yeah, it sounds like that's recognizing that your, that your thoughts are creating a lot, are adding to the discomfort, right? Like, I want to be able to fix it. I want to be able to fix it. I want to be able to fix it. My expectations that this is fixable. And, and, and I think what I've learned is that, like, what I've learned this year is that I take on so much and so if something's not right, I own way more of that than if something's not mm-hmm. right in my community, in my relationships, in my whatever, I decide that that's because of what I've done or how I've been or how I've navigated or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. and so when, and so therefore there should be something I can do to change it, to make it better, mm-hmm. to like correct that problem. And there is just like, yeah, many, many layers of, yeah. Of like, oh no, there's no, you can't fix this, you know, but being in leadership makes me feel like I should be able to fix things, you know, like mm-hmm. when people are unhappy with the way a community is feeling or the processes that are in place or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you have some influence right now, but but you you're not mm-hmm. all powerful. So you mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. well, so you're mentioning like what what can you do or like what what approach do you take when you feel that way reminds me of a game or a game it's not really a game it's an exercise that i recently learned from leaf hansen uh-huh. who is an applied improviser who was originally up in port towns in washington i think he's now living in hawaii for a while um but it's a cool exercise that if you're up for it i'd love to do it with you yeah um, so it's basically one person is gets a chance to speak and uses the same prompt over and over and just gives a one sentence, uh, completes a sentence, one sentence at a time, right? So the idea is when I feel uncomfortable, I find it helps to, mm-hmm. you go through a sequence. When I feel uncomfortable, I find it helps to. When I feel anxious, I find it helps to. When I feel worried, I find it helps to. When I feel afraid, I find it helps too. And then circle back around to uncomfortable. Just, you know, like maybe go through four, three times with each Uh of the words and just see what emerges when the other person's listening. You want to try it out? Sure. Okay, let's see. When I find it, when I feel uncomfortable, I find it helps to run away. When I feel anxious, I find it helps to breathe. When I feel worried, uh, I find it helps to tell someone about what I'm worried about, to get another perspective. When I feel afraid, um, I find it helps to, na- I find it helps to really name what I'm afraid of. Mm. When I find, when I feel uncomfortable, I find it helps to, to, to reframe my relationship to discomfort. Um, Maybe that's better said. Uh, I find it helps to accept that sometimes life is uncomfortable. Um, when I feel anxious, um, I find it helps to what? What is what helps when I am when I feel anxious? That's funny. I don't know how to deal with anxiety. <laughs> when I feel worried, <laughs> I find it helps to. Um, Oh, this is so, so sort of hard mm-hmm. uh, to give up control. Mm-hmm. Um, when I feel afraid, I find it helps to tell somebody about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I feel uncomfortable, when it, any of these things, it help. It helps. I find it helps to zoom out. Mm-hmm. To zoom out and soften my gaze a little bit and recognize that this is a moment on a path to something else Mm -hmm. and it's okay if it doesn't feel smooth cool yeah yeah that's fun all right uh so shall i try this too sure i haven't i haven't done it with a word uncomfortable so oh and i'm sure other things will show up for these other pieces so when i feel uncomfortable uh, I find it helps to <laughs> to sit in something soft. Mm. 
Mm. When I feel anxious, I find it helps to check if I've eaten or if I need water. Mm. When I feel worried, um, I find it helps to come back to the present moment. When I feel afraid, um, it helps to write it out, to write in my journal what it, specifically what I'm afraid of. When I feel uncomfortable, I find it helps to remind myself that it probably will pass. And when I feel anxious, uh, I find it helps to have someone to hold on to or to have like to lean into. And when I am worried, uh, I find it helps to remember the incredible fortune that I've received from life and that things have worked out before. And when I feel afraid, uh, I feel, I find it helps to, to, to breathe, like to pay attention to my breath for a yeah. while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. I love that that exercise surprises me. Mm -hmm. Like I'll say stuff like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. And that it also, it conjures up like, uh, it conjures resourcefulness. Yeah. Well, right? it, like, it, it suggests that you know what to do to help yourself. Right, right. And, and it's not that it completely removes the, the discomfort or the anxiety or the worry, but it's just like, yeah, it can be there and we can, we can help ourselves feel okay with it. And here's what I can do to help. The first time I played this game, I played with a guy named Tim and I loved what he said because he said, when I, he said, I was talking about a fear. When I feel afraid, I find it helps to back away from the cliff. And I just I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Like you can actually, you don't have to leave the cliff entirely, but like just to get a little bit of distance, distance, right? Yeah. And then the next thing he said was, when I feel afraid, sometimes I'd find it helps to go and lean out over the cliff more. Well, I was just thinking that like when right? listening to you do it, that inspired me for a couple of things. But one of the things is when I feel afraid, I find it helps to live in the worst case scenario for a second. Like, yeah. and I think that's what like yeah. leaning over the cl cliff is, is, this is my therapist, this is my therapist says this to me. He goes, yeah. So you know, what are you worried about? I'm worried that I did the totally the wrong thing, that I made the, the absolutely wrong choice. He's like, great, let's say you did. Let's say every, every choice you've yep. made about this was wrong. Okay, totally wrong. Yeah. Okay, now what? Then what, right? Because yeah. usually there's this sort of like, there's a cliff and it's like, if I was wrong, then I'll disappear or die. And it's like, no, if you were wrong, you'll have different steps to take. <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. then you can take those yeah. steps. And then it's not so bad. You can, you can take those steps. It's okay. You know, like, mm -hmm. you realize you did the wrong thing. Yeah. You'll be okay then. So if that's the worst case scenario, you know, into, worst case scenario. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was hurt. Okay. What, let, let's say somebody was hurt by the things that you did. What, what then? Mm-hmm. And it's so, it just takes the teeth away from it because so much right. of this is like, it's rushing to fix it. It's rushing. No. It's like, no, 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 no. Like it's that shame of failure of like, I just want to mm -hmm. hide it. I want it not to be true. I don't even want to entertain the idea that this, that this yeah. could be. And so I will work so hard to find another alternative. And it's like, no, no, let's fully embrace the thing that you are mm -hmm. worried, anxious, afraid, uncomfortable about. What if you're Love totally it. right? What so the, then? What then? One of the things that was so compelling to me about Tim's formulation was that you could step away or you could step towards it, but that even in the discomfort, you have a choice. Uh huh. Right. So it's like, okay, how do I want to meet this now? Yeah. It might be that I need to back off and like let it go for a bit because it's too much, or it might be meow. Give me a little more. Give me a little more life. Sure. Settle up to it. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and somehow maybe this is like the zooming out that you mentioned, that recognizing that I have that choice is empowering. Uh-huh. Right. It quiets the discomfort, like, okay, because but I still I'm an agent of my own experience. Yeah. You're not just at the mercy of the discomfort. Exactly. 
Exactly. And, and it's huge to like, this is the, 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 I've talked about this before, I think in the, and we were talking about story and how story shows up for me and my life, which is when things are hard, I think of my life as a book, a story, a novel. And I, and I think about this moment of like, oh yeah, well, this is the part of the story where it's really hard for the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And there's this like, oh, well, when you're reading a story and things are going horribly wrong for the protagonist, you're not like wishing that this part didn't happen in the story. Right. You know what I mean? You're not blaming this part of the story for not being a different part of the story. This is just what's happening in the story right Mm -hmm. now. This is how the story goes. So it's acceptance, right? It's like accepting Mm -hmm. that it's like, oh, this just belongs in the story. This is just the part of the story where X, Y, Z where she's lonely for a long time, where she's sad, where she struggles, where she's questioning, where where she's questioning. And then it's like, okay, well then just settle into questioning. You know, I actually, I had a, um, somebody, somebody led me through a, (laughs) through a little visualization recently. I don't know if I told you about this, where I was having a really hard time with something and she encouraged me to do a visualization where I went and I visited my future self. Mm. Did I tell you this? I don't think so. Oh my God. It was actually so wonderful. It was like, close your eyes. Uh, you're on your sofa. Your sofa flies up into the sky, right? It was this whole thing. And then you go and you look down and you realize, oh my God, that's me. But it's you know, 30 years in the future, 40 years uh-huh. in the future, whatever. And part of it was cool because I was like, oh, I'm awesome in the future <laughs> like i had mm-hmm. this great house and i like had this long hair and i was like barefooted and had to go i was growing things and just i was it was cool right so that was one thing that was cool uh-huh. but i and then the instruction was like tell her about what you're going through right now and see what she says and see if she's got any wisdom to offer you and my future self i told her about what was happening and my future self was like oh yeah i remember that yeah that was rough <laughs> like she just commiserated she just was like yep that was hard mm. i was like what should i do and she said keep going nice believe it or not you're doing it right you just got to keep going mm-hmm. and it was comforting even though there was nothing to be done right there was no advice right? was like, ah here's the key to changing it it's like yeah no you're yeah. doing it this is what it feels this is just that's how you're gonna get through it i love that she was so she was so comfortable yeah. Right. So it's speaking of discomfort, she seemed really comfortable. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Did, that was rough. That was rough. I remember. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that's where you are right now. Well, keep going. You know. Had she had she changed her name in any sort of hippie fashion? No, I didn't ask her. I think her name was still Lisa. Still Lisa. It wasn't like Starshine or. No. No. That is not what my future holds. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> radiant dough she had a great house too like really nice kitchen great little courtyard Mm. like lived it was was, yeah hardwood floors uh lots of wood lots of warm wood lots of warm wood yeah Yeah. big windows probably big windows Mm -hmm. inside outside doors are open you know skylight that sort of thing didn't look didn't look okay well next time you visit maybe yeah (laughs) Next next time i go to see her i'll check it out I, yeah, I'm, I'm imagining some fresh flowers on the counter in, in the for sure the island in the kind of overgrown garden. You know, mm-hmm. like she was. It's like I'm not a particular gardener. I, you know, no. so it's but sort of funny that I have this image of my future self as like, oh, she grows yeah. things. I'm like, I've never. She's probably got some some cilantro and basil and mint or something. You know, the flowers. It was more flowers. Oh, just flowers. It was just okay. like a gar- like a really lovely garden. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, she was cool, and she had this like long hair that was like a little gray, had some gray, but was still sort of reddish, you know, it was mm-hmm. sort of like, mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, yeah, she was kind of like a slightly hippier version of Bonnie Raitt, if I'm going to be honest, you oh, know what I mean? Yeah. It is like this sure. awesome, she was in jeans. She was like way thinner than I'm likely to be when I'm old. <laughs> she was like sort of this like tall, tall, slender lady. Yeah. But that's okay. well, it's great. That's great. Yeah, it was really nice. I love it. What a what a neat way to, to wrinkled, think about. wrinkled and freckled. Yeah, she was great. Uh, the, I I do love this 
notion of seeing yourself as part of it, seeing the struggles as part of a story. And one of the things that's cool about it is that in that frame, you're not a victim. You know, like you're, you're the hero of your own story. And so rather than things happening to you, it's like, yeah, stuff you got to go through, but you're going to rise. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden that then becomes much more empowering and, and, um, oh, right. Yeah. This is, this is just a chapter not yeah, the end of the story. This is the, this is the hard part. This is the yeah. hard part. That makes good sense. Hey, we're, uh, we've been going for a while here. I'm thinking, is there anything uh, else that you're on your mind with this? Yeah. Well, maybe there's, I think I, I was just thinking about like, you know, improv, improv has all these tools for how to meet the unknown in a productive mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And I sort of wonder, like, hey, check this out. Sorry, we got a little break in the action here, but we actually got our conversation interrupted by a pilot's conversation that snuck into our Zoom feed. We were suddenly overhearing some pilots talking about their flights. In any case, let's get back to the podcast action. Improv has several oh, yeah, insights I just about how to deal with yeah. discomfort. Yeah, like I feel like you know we lead workshops on like meeting the unknown and <laughs> handling the hand you know like handling the scariness of uncertainty and I think that makes you an expert, Lisa. <laughs> right, and and I'm I'm reminded that it like it's a it's a how not a what so it's well you can't be guaranteed a scene that works out or feels good or flows but you can do your craft so like you can do the skills you know how to do. You can, mm-hmm. you can name your partner. You can care about things you can right? Mm-hmm. whatever. So I wonder if there is like the, the equivalent when things are feeling uncomfortable of, all right, well, so we're, I'm in a scene that's not going great. <laughs> that doesn't feel easy. That feels like hard work, but what's, what's my craft? How do I, mm-hmm. what are this? What are the, what is the way I want to show up to this that is mm-hmm. in integrity and reflects who I am, even if I don't know just what to do, you know? Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I'm th- a direct parallel with, with mindfulness so that you lean on the practice, you come back to the practice. It's, it's the friend, it's the, yeah, it's the reliable the thing. Like, it's, yeah. It's something right. that will be there. And, and if I come back to the breath or I come back to this moment that, there will be something there that will help me. I have what I need. And it's falling back to who you just said, who I really am. It's like, well, who we, I really am is this awareness of the moment more than the struggle within the moment. Yeah. So if I come back to, to that part of me, like, oh, that's the zoom out part that you were describing. Then I can see whatever it is, is rising and falling like a thought or like an emotion or like a wave. Okay. Uh, let's just watch it rise and fall and step back in when we when we got the double dutch rhythm it's like when we get back into the jump rope okay now we go back in yeah all right that's all i wanted to say okay now i'm ready to wrap it up well before we before we finish i want to try this new game oh okay well it's a variant of of other games we, we play but so the other night in class i had people make declarations uh-huh. And then everybody repeated the declaration like they were in agreement with it. Uh-huh. And there was no specific content or theme. It was just like, just make a declaration about something that you think is true. Okay. Or that a character that you think is true. And when we did it with a group, we all repeated it. I'm not sure if that'll work here. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll make another declaration that follows up or some agreement. But you you make a declaration and then I'll make a declaration. That may or may not be related. Uh, the wind blows east in the summertime. Yeah, sure it does. Uh, take two aspirin, but only if you want to support Western medicine. Only if you want to support Western medicine. That's exactly right. Uh, bring your children to work any damn time you want. That's where they belong. That is the kind of corporation I want to work for. <laughs> Look. It's easy to say what you want, 
it's not easy to live it. That, <laughs> that's really very, very deep. That's really true. Um, uh, the, uh, it's been proven that having flowers in your home elongates your life. Ancient, ancient. The flower lady, like your future self, would she would make that argument. Totally. <clears throat> Take all the streets of the entire Bay Area, pave them with butter, and you are going to have a slippery situation. Here, 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 here. It's true. <laughs> Beyond a doubt. Yeah. All right. I just like the attitude, the attitude of declaration. That's funny. Just you know, just go ahead and claim something. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> what did I say? If you, it's much easier to say what you want than to actually live it. Yeah. Yeah. That seems yeah, good point. You landed on something real wise there, Ted. <laughs> okay. Well, if I'm going to declare something, I might as well put a stake in the ground on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay. Well, this has been fun. I like the topic. It actually yeah. was more comfortable than I thought it would be. Oh, good. You know, maybe maybe if I got just hysterically emotional, it would you would be less comfortable. It would have been a little more challenging for me. That's true. That's yeah. really true. And or if you had opened up your door, stepped outside, stepped into a balloon, it also would have been uncomfortable for me. I would have loved it. You would have loved it, but I wouldn't have known if I'd ever see you again. That's right. I'm like, well, maybe I'd see you out my window, but so maybe we could take just a few seconds of awkwardness now <laughs> to inject some discomfort because it's been reasonably comfortable. Just inject a little bit of discomfort. Yeah. So we don't know whether how to finish up <laughs> and then send people to the outro, I guess. So um I <laughs> I guess. Thanks. Thanks for being. We're just being awkward. We're not really being uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, we're not being that uncomfortable. We're just being, we're yeah. just pretending awkwardness. Yeah, Actually, let's wrap I, it up. I get out of here. Let's go. Well, let's get out before, of here. We, before we close, I just remembered that that's another word you can put into Leaf's game is awkward. When I feel, when I when feel, I feel awkward, awkward, I find it helps too. Yeah. Yeah. So great. cool. All right. Yeah. That was great, Lise. Thanks for the, for the conversation. And uh, folks, stick around if you want to hear a little outro wrap up. We'd be delighted to be with you for that too. Yeah. Okay. That that seems like a good way to end. On we go. Bye. There it is. There it is. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, an episode on discomfort. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm okay if if you listeners felt a little bit uncomfortable with that conversation at some point, because then we just gave you a chance to practice. That's what we're all about. You know, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I don't think there's anyone who was like, oh, I can't relate to anything mm -hmm. to being uncomfortable. Like I think whether this conversation made them uncomfortable whether there's some other bit in their life that is or has or will make them uncomfortable. I just don't think that there's anybody who gets out of this without it. So okay. hopefully there was something that felt maybe useful. That resonated. You sounded like the Buddha Reson there. That resonated. I sounded like what? The Buddha. Oh. Yeah, like it's going to be part of your life. So yeah. Well, right. But hopefully it resonated and can bring you some salve. Yeah. Some some, uh, some comfort or some perspective, but uh, yeah. fun to talk to. I enjoyed our conversation. Thanks for thanks for going into it. Good topic. Nice yeah, choice. Thanks. Thanks. Nice choice. Uh, so yeah. cool. That wraps up episode number ninety. Uh, yeah. Hey, Lisa, you got anything coming up that you want to let people know about? Other than um, I'm having a baby. I'm hey, having a baby. Oh. So probably the next time we do a podcast, I'll be a mom. Well, either it'll be super imminent or you'll be a mom. Uh, and you're not, there's no website they can go to to follow along. Well, I'm not live live updates. streaming. No, I'm not. No, there's not. <laughs> if you did, what would the website be? 
you know, Lisa has a baby.com or something. I don't yeah, know. Great. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah perfect. Straight, the, straightforward. The obvious choice. Um, if you go look up Lisa has a baby.com, send us a note and tell us what's there. We, we're not going to go look. Uh, for me, I've got a new class coming up that starts on Tuesday, March 2nd, 6 p.m. Pacific time. It's called, wait, you mean I don't have to suffer? Wait, seriously? A playful, a playful and personal introduction to the life of the Buddha. Oh, I turned out to the life, to the, to the teachings of the Buddha. Yeah. So, hey, if, I didn't even think of it. <laughs> How's that for, for uh, coincidence? Perfect follow-up to this episode. If you, if you want to have a different way of working with the fact that life includes suffering and that there are different ways to deal with it, this class will be perfect for you. God, that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, go to playfulmindfulness.info. And then look, click on the link at the top of the page where the, where the link for the course. And uh, it's a six-week thing and should be great fun. It's a nice way to explore the basics of Buddhism, but in a in a playful and personal way. Like you get to apply it to your own life. So oh, love to have people join. I'm tempted to take that class, which is yeah, really impractical. Well, you know, there's, there's a time for everything. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Well, that's it for me. Other than that, if you have anything you want to reflect on, Communicate to us info at monsterbabypodcast.com. All right. And, uh, and we'll get back to you. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Happy February to you. Be well. Stay warm, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you on the, on the flip side. We'll catch you later. Ciao.